Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Star receiver, <laughs> broadcaster, Keyshawn Johnson joining us. Keyshawn, sorry, we're on the hey, road today, so I'll you're going to have to bear with us. Guys, I've been here. What the heck's going on? You the man. You the man. It's uh, it's all good. We're on the road, and we're uh, my call board didn't come up, so I didn't see you there. I apologize. How are you? You had me on hold for 45 minutes. 45 minutes, really? Yeah, I've been on hold for 45. Well, I don't know. I don't know what is going on right now. Anyway, no, welcome. I'm kidding. I haven't been on hold for okay. 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> good, man. <laughs> all right. Made me nervous there. Do you, you really worried. honestly think I was, I was going to sit on hold for 45? Not a No, chance. I certainly... <laughs> no, I did not think you were going to sit on hold for 45 minutes. Let's talk about uh, the game this weekend. But anyway, welcome. Seriously, it's great to have you on. We listen to you all the time on uh, on ESPN. We are an ESPN affiliate, and obviously we, we carry a lot of the programming. We appreciate what you do and uh, certainly appreciate your commentary leading up to the big game this week. So we were talking about kind of the sizzle around this game, and when you got a game that's you know less than a field goal as far as the prognosticators go, you got a good matchup here. Um, what are the key things you're looking at? when you look at this matchup and determining who you think gets out on top? Well, I want to see if Jalen Hurts is healthy. Can he take advantage of secondary at Kansas City? They play a lot of man-to-man coverage back there. you got A.J. Brown. you got Devontae Smith and company. you got the tight end. Saunders out of the backfield. But the RPO game freezes the secondary along with the linebackers. And can Jalen Hurts with that so-called banged-up shoulder unleash on these young DBs at Kansas City? That's the key to the game for me. What have you seen out of Hurts in his shoulder the last two games? Well, yeah, they haven't done much, right? They run over the Giants. He doesn't have to throw the ball much. And then you saw what happened against San Francisco. They just they didn't have to throw the ball much. So what you can't, you don't really know. Now against Kansas City, we know that they're going to try and throw the ball and put put the ball in the air. And if you fall behind for some weird reason. Now you got to start throwing, and can Jalen Hurts do that? You played for the Cowboys, and my, my man Wes here is a Cowboy fan from birth. Um, do you have any issue? Everybody, I mean, everybody, I know, from, everybody from Arkansas is a Cowboy fan. That is true. Mo- lot, most yeah. of them are. Yeah. Do you um, do you find any problems in? And again, I mean, you don't get paid to have a rooting interest anymore. Now you got to be an analyst. But I mean, do you have a rooting interest against the teams you used to face, like the Eagles? No, I don't. I could care less. I'm a, I'm a rooting, rooting for Jalen Hurts. It is a good story. To prove, I mean, obviously, to prove everybody, prove everybody yeah. wrong. They act like they don't know football. You know, I don't understand. I don't understand why his. You know, the first thing he says is a good story. I'm like, why is this story good? He he can play the position. That's the most mind-boggling thing ever. Is when he, you do the same thing in Oklahoma. Never mind Alabama, because they were going to start whoever won the national championship game, and Tua certainly won the game with the throw. So he was going to be the starter just by default. And once he started, all he could do was get better. It's just the way it works. Once you on, if you can play, and you're inserting into a lineup, you can play well, and you'll do fine. And then Jalen goes to Oklahoma. He does the same thing that Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray essentially does. But he goes in the second round. They become the number one overall pick, and he's got to prove himself. I'm just like, I, I just don't, I don't get the personnel people in the National Football League. Like, what are you seeing? What the hell are you looking at? 
We focus on the quarterbacks all the time, and probably too much so at times, when we all know, Keyshawn, that the most important position is who's catching the ball, right? The receiver's the most important part. We just don't focus on that enough. Yes, I'm sucking up to you right now. Who do you like the weapon? I'm joking. Who do, you, who do you like? Who's got the better weapons around them? We talk so much about the quarterback. Who do you like as far as the weapons around them? Well, they're different. They're, they're different weapons. Uh, one guy has two dynamic receivers. Another guy has a tight end that's a Hall of Famer and four receivers that can contribute. That's So it's a different style, different system, different deal. If you, you know, it's like what do you rather have? Do you rather have two receivers or three plus a tight end? That it just all depends on what you want. When you look at the defenses, which defense scares you the most? I think I think Philadelphia's defense is better. Uh, Kansas City's defense has certainly gotten better, but I'm always skeptical of their secondary because of Spagnola putting them in a bad position uh, way too many times for my liking. So I'm always a little skeptical of their defense the afc championship game went 23 20 chiefs come out on top and we saw what happened with the uh the eagles and obviously once purdy went down and then their backup behind him went down it was all she wrote um we've been debating a lot about the score do you expect a low scoring affair or more of a high scoring game especially when you get a couple of weeks to prepare for the opponent what do you think is sort of the the trend there i think somebody is going to catch it. That's what I think. I don't know if it's going to be Philly or Kansas City, but somebody's going to catch hell. I think it's going to be one of those blowout Tampa Bay Raiders type games. Hmm. But don't you think both of these offenses are capable of coming back and mounting a rally? Yeah, they, they, they are. But sometimes, you know, when it unravels, it just unravels. The Raiders offense the Raiders' offense was capable of coming back at our Super Bowl. Yeah. But, you know, when you got a defense that can just swallow them whole, that's what happens. Chiefs have some injuries at wide receiver. Are they – if those guys can't go or if they're, you know, 60%, are the Chiefs good enough to overcome that? I don't know if they are against Philadelphia. They were against Cincinnati, but I don't know if they are against Philadelphia. Philadelphia's front is nasty with Fletcher Cox and, and Reddy and Hassan Reddy and those guys. Bradbury and, and played at the back end and the secondary. I just I don't know that Kansas City is capable of taking full advantage if they're limited at those positions. When I look at the wide receiver position, do the Eagles have the two best receivers in the Super Bowl? Or is there a Chiefs receiver you'd take over Smith? No, and I wouldn't Brown. take it. No. No, they got the best receivers in the Super Bowl. Talking to Keyshawn Johnson on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline if you're just tuning in. How about uh head coaching edge? Obviously, you know, Reed's got a lot of experience. Sirianni has proven that uh he's more than up to the task, leading this team to a sixteen and three run this year. Any any particulars you like there? Uh I just Andy Reed bye week. Um, coming off buys, which, which essentially this is a buy because he has an off week and extra time to prepare. He's been there, done it, knows what it takes. An inexperienced coach in Sirianni, not not saying that 
he couldn't make the adjustment. You know, everybody's been in the Super Bowl for the first time before, and coaches have won that's been there for the first time. Belichick won his first Super Bowl as a head coach. So it's not saying that he won't. I just I, – I like Andy Reid if it ever comes down to decision-making. What are the keys for guys who haven't been there before? When you went to your Super Bowl, I mean, what are the keys as far as your mental approach? Do you – and we always talk about, do you, it's just like it's just another game or it's different. I mean, obviously the Super Bowl is different. What, what were the keys for you in getting yourself prepared the week of or really the two weeks leading up? Stay focused. you got to stay focused and, and know that it's a game. Just, you know, treat it like any other game, but know that it's the big game. Don't get too over-hyped and don't get under-hyped, but just know that, you know, you got to make sure that you're doing everything to help your team win and not cost your team from winning. Halftime is so much longer at the Super Bowl. What, what do you guys do differently at halftime because of that? To be honest with you, I have no idea about my halftime when I played in the Super Bowl. I was in the locker room chilling. I don't even remember if we – I don't even, I don't know what the hell we did during halftime. I'm thinking <laughs> – I'm sure we talked as a team on adjustments, but it's such a blur for me um, with our Super Bowl. I don't recall a lot in that because I don't think I was – other than being focused, I don't think I was worried about anything else except just staying focused. Um and so when you do that, sometimes you don't remember a whole lot because you're locked in on one particular thing. Are you in the Peyton Manning camp that uh, the adjustment game that uh, people play up on halftime is a little overrated? Or is there, are there actually some things that are key at halftime that happen that help you in the second half? I've always thought the halftime adjustments were big because you're having conversations about – in the midst of the game, you try to have those conversations, but there's so much going on that even though I'm telling the coach they're doing this, he's not focused. Or or the coach doesn't understand that you haven't touched the ball in a minute. They just they, – and, and then when you get to halftime, you say, hey, here's what's happening. Uh, this guy had – you know, we got to get him more touches. He's got to touch the football. Because in the course of the game, you, all, people always think – offensive coaches always think that they're getting the football to their best playmaker. And they not sometimes they don't even realize, like, oh, crap, he hadn't touched the ball since the second quarter. Or he hadn't touched the ball since the, 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 the end of the first quarter. You know, and so it's one of those deals where you get a chance to iron things out. And, and look, maybe it works for Peyton Manning in one way, and it works for somebody else different. I mean, that's just because just Peyton Manning said don't make it right. It's true. Good point. Keyshawn, thank you so much for the time. Sorry we made you hold. I don't know how long it was. Oh, no. But uh, <laughs> appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the Super Bowl. All right. All right. Thank you. You too. All right. Take care. All right. Well, that was the uh, bumpiest start to a good interview we've had in a long time. So.